Welcome to this week's episode of The Rub Podcast. I'm Peter White and today I'm speaking with Jonathan Street, who's the Chief Executive of Think Tank. Think Tank have two new mortgage funds in the marketplace at attractive rates for investors. The Think Tank model uh, goes back 12 years. We started up as a non-bank commercial property lender and uh, we've developed uh, quite a a large and sizeable business now that's based around um, institutional and wholesale funding and we are a securitizer in in public markets and in the last uh, year and a half we've broadened the business and introduced two investment funds to complement the broader business and uh, these offer investors two opportunities to invest. One is a slightly lower risk profile, it's the income fund, and a uh, slightly higher risk outside of um, the normal core business, uh, but complementary to it is the high yield fund, and they have respective yields of around 5.3 and, and just over 8%. Well, I have a super fund. Um, what is the offer to me in terms of, say, the, the, the lower risk one. What's the minimum entry? What are, what's the term of the terms of the offer? So the minimum entry is ten thousand dollars, so lower than than many funds. Um, the, one of the attractions is that we pay interest monthly rather than quarterly or, or less frequently, and it's a variable rate investment. So as we've seen over recent months with the uh, the market rate for for bank bills moving up, we base our yields off off those uh, benchmarks, and uh, consequently our investors have been drawing. Uh, a good uplift in in the last few months as well, and the way the bank bill's looking, uh, it's it probably will climb a little bit further. And what's the minimum term of investment? So we're looking for a, a minimum term of 12 months, and uh, it's up to the investor as to whether they redeem at that point in time or choose to to roll over. It's almost a suck it and see opportunity for such a short such a short term is attractive to me. I would have thought. Well, it's part of the way in which we structured it so that we've got flexibility there we've got an opportunity as to two new funds despite the business being around for quite a long time for investors to give it a go see if they like it see if they like us and uh, if they're happy then to to maybe uh, roll over or increase their investment but equally if they'd like to move on or they have other needs for their funds then it's a short duration. Now why wouldn't I put my money and chase the eight percent in the second mortgage trust have you lost any money in that? What's what are the what's the risk? Can you explain the risk profile of the two and the? Sure, sure. Well, look, the the, the people who know us uh, and who've invested have actually gone for the the higher yield uh, trust because they um, they know us and they know what we do. But the, the the reality is that just like any investment return, we've got structured. Um, arrangements around the two trusts that have different risk profiles and consequently we've got tighter eligibility criteria around what we will invest in in the income fund and so uh, it's a lower risk profile much more in line with prime bank lending so the same sort of loans that are are going out the door there versus the high yield trust which is where we we provide more short-term finance for top-up type facilities and we allow borrowers to maybe extend um, their core loan to take a little bit more out for a short period of time. So, for example, it might be a GST loan, a self-managed super fund borrowing to buy a commercial property for the members to have their property, uh, their their commercial property in and run their business out of. They buy that property in a super fund. You've still got to fund the GST on the purchase, but if you put the money in by contribution, you can't get that out. We'll give a GST loan that can be paid back when the input tax credit is claimed and pay back the loan the fund is much better off as a result. To just look at what you do invest in, what what do you invest in and what you, don't you invest in? 
Well, we're really only interested in mainstream commercial properties. So we're looking at the typical retail, industrial, office, some childcare, boarding houses, those sorts of things, all located in urban centres. And so they're income producing commercial properties. We don't do anything in the construction space, so we stay well away from that. We don't do any uh, development or land banking, vacant land, anything that's specialised or potentially has environmental uh, risks attached to it as well. So very mainstream, very much core mainstream banking. The logical question for potential investor is how much, if any, have you, has been lost by investors investing in your products? Well, these two new products are relatively new, uh, so I've got a very good track record thus far. And of course, you know we, we all know that uh, these things pan out over time. Our business has been running for 12 years. We've had negligible losses over that point in time. So we, we've lent more than 1.4 billion dollars to Australian business. Uh, we've had minimal losses that were all restored in the same month by surplus cash in the uh, in the trusts themselves. So they've been no losses to investors and, and no missed interest payments in, in just over 12 years. Well, that's pretty impressive, really. Well, it's a good track record and it, it goes to, um, I guess, uh, show the, the validation that we get through institutional support when we issue our rated bonds domestically and internationally. We have uh, very good associations with very large super funds and other banks and institutions here and overseas that continue to back our business because they have that comfort. And of course, there is a hangover of negative publicity to uh, mortgage trusts, particularly for people who are old enough to remember a state mortgage. Is there a bit of that in the marketplace still, or do you find that people totally accept this genre of, of investment? Well, I think in the first instance, maybe there's been a little bit of a relaxation on the part of investors as to uh, the risks that are associated with different types of uh, investment opportunity, particularly in, in the mortgage trust sector. But principals and myself we've been around long enough uh, I go back to the 80s uh, when I started in, in banking and the commercial property issues back then and also a state mortgage was was close to home as a, as a family member was invested in that and, and had a loss as a result and uh, you know those sorts of learnings aren't um, set aside very easily and we've built in protection measures for investors in the way in which we've structured these trusts so they're, they're short duration for borrowers the capital keeps coming back every month and uh, we, um, we have uh, cashback provisioning that supports the, the investors' money there too in the case we have any arrears or, or shortfalls should we recover a loan. Well, certainly it's mainstream now. You've got Macquarie Bank and many others, and I guess Latrobe's probably the biggest or best-known name. Yeah. How does your business model differ or your investment offering differ, if at all, from, say, Latrobe or a Macquarie? Sure. Well, Peter, I think um, we put ourselves front and centre as commercial property specialists and, and that's where our pedigree lies and our expe expertise resides. We're not as broad as some of those other shops, so Latrobe and, and Macquarie will, will invest in all sorts of different types of, of assets. Uh, we stick to our netting and, and we stay away from uh, a lot of residential and construction and, and other sorts of um, you know, bigger ticket items that uh, have their own different styles of risks. We know small ticket commercial property, sort of loans up to $3 million, average size of our loans about $650,000, and that's where we uh, we focus our, our energies and we're, we're constantly keeping on top of where the market's going, keeping alive to risks and, and trying to manage those risks as well as we can in advance rather than uh, in, in retrospect. You, but you're actually technically not a retail, for, not for the retail investor, you're for wholesale sophisticated investors. What are the hurdles for people like myself and others who've got a small super fund to, to invest? Investors are 
probably come up against this quite regularly. Uh, so not being retail, that means there is this threshold and, and investors would either need to have a minimum investment of $500,000 or seek qualification through their accountant to certify that uh, they have minimum net assets of uh, greater than $2.5 million in and amongst themselves. Uh, not necessarily in the fund itself, and uh, the other alternative being that their their income over the last couple of years has been in excess of two hundred, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. So if I've got the accountant's letter, uh, what's my minimum? What's the minimum uh, amount that I can invest with Think Tank? The minimum with us, Peter, is ten thousand dollars. That's surprisingly uh, small. Really. Well, we've kept it low. I mean, we've got a. a a very small, efficient team here in, um, in Think Tank. Uh, well, it's getting larger every week. We're, we're 38 people now, but um, we can manage small investments very easily in the systems that we have set up. And we'd like to you know, introduce ourselves to the market by not making it too difficult for people to make that first investment decision. $10,000 or thereabouts, um, people can have a small investment, see how it goes, see whether they like the returns and the profile, see whether they like us. If they're happy, then they can uh, either continue on after 12 months and uh, either enjoy the returns and, and, or increase their investment, or if they have other needs for their, their, their funds, they can uh, get them back and well, apply them elsewhere. What's your repeat business or rollover business like? That's, I guess, the best indication if you're keeping people happy. Well, uh, we've, as I said, we've only been going just over a year, but um, already... Um, 60% of our investors have increased their investment from what it was initially. In terms of asset allocation, I guess my fund, for instance, I, I see my fixed interest, even though this is a variable interest, I've put, and I'm sure there's plenty of people like me, into hybrids. How does an investment like this sit, sit next to uh, an investment in the bank hybrids or other big corporate hybrids? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, we would answer that by saying that it's more capital stable. Uh, there, there's certainly um, an, an attendant risk with hybrids that it, that it sits um, pretty close to equity when it comes to bank capital. And whilst the Australian banking system is pretty uh, robust and APRA does a pretty good job in keeping it uh, strong, there is that element of tradable risk in terms of what the, the, the price might be on those hybrids from time to time, whereas our capital tends to be uh, very stable at the unit price, uh, and that's because it's... Um, over a spread of properties and it's a granular pool and that means that investors don't have singular risk and uh, we have those structured mechanisms in place to support so the returns. You're, you're almost saying that this is a lower down the risk curve than hybrids? Really. Yeah, that, that would be our proposition. Based and on what's the relative uh, returns? Well, hi hybrids can vary. So, uh, they would be around about the return or maybe a little bit higher in some instances as the income trust. Um, but certainly lower than the high yield trust. But, but the the um, second the second mortgage trust would hit them out of the park. It would hit them out of the park. But you know we would still say that investors read the invest information memorandum and apprise themselves of who we are, what we do, and and also the risks attached. But we, we'd back ourselves pretty strongly. I can't help but asking. Think Tank seems the most unlikely name for a for a, a mortgage trust business. Is it a help or a hindrance? Well. You'd have to say on balance it's been a, a help uh, because people tend to remember the name. But the the, the early stages when we entered the, 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 the industry saying our name was Think Tank and we're a commercial property lender, people would just look at us blankly and say, what's Think Tank got to do with commercial property lending? But it was certainly a deliberate choice on our part because we've had uh, founders who are in businesses that just had generic names and they uh, enjoyed all of the publicity that other, their competitors put out and people ringing them up saying, I saw your ads, can you can you help me out? And they hadn't done any advertising, it was just 
the generic name that everybody seemed to share. So we thought we'd have a, a rather individualistic name and uh, it's put us in pretty good stead and as I said people tend to remember us. And so has the ABC game show been a help or a hindrance? Oh look you how, have many, to how many calls do you get for Paul McDermott? Well we, we get quite a lot of emails for Paul mostly about his beard or his interruptions but a uh, few of them we reply to and steer them off to the ABC but... Uh, you snare, just, any, snare any customers that way? Uh, well, we haven't as yet <laughs> I must admit. Thanks for talking to us Jonathan. Pleasure good to speak to you Peter.